0: sports but we came here to win the most legit podcast that's why we know you're tuning in we cover the biggest news we underdogs but we can't lose so trust the process yes you because we got chris and anchu to bless you with the best features best stories we diving deep like a lambo leak wake up kid and stop snoring we on point just like this peak bring the passion like the talk path in the cold get a cold brand. sit back and race the cat because we start this show like right now
1: Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of The Underdog. I'm Chris Forwardell joined by Aunt Yukana. Aren't you? Chris. You ready to make some picks? Let's do it. Let's get uh, rich. This is a weekly thing. just each and every week we're compounding our wealth by following Aunt Yucana's bets. You should do so at home as well. Kids' college funds, 401ks. If you have to like if you the mortgage a house, do it. Put the money on Anshu's bets. He personally guarantees everything. That's right.
0: That's absolutely not right at all. Um, but yes, I, I'm happy to uh, throw out some losers for you guys.
1: Then just pick the opposite, and Anshu guarantees that. This is There's no—you can't lose here. You cannot lose with underdog. It's
0: true. Wow, amazing. Wow, the, the electricity is palpable here.
1: Well, I have got (laughs) Bovada Sportsbook open in front of me. We've got this weekend's NFL lines and let's dig into it. Uh, I made some pretty strong predictions about this team over the last couple of weeks. I don't think I did so on this show, but uh, strong nonetheless. Those would be, uh, uh, well, that would be the opponents here. The Miami Dolphins head to Jacksonville to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars and Bovada has the Jaguars minus three.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, we talked about the Jags last week. I I truly think this is a team that is going to sneak around and end up, like, on the cusp of the playoff hunt. And it continues this week. If they're, they're three-point favorites against a horrible Dolphins team, um, I just think they're better. I think they're galvanizing around Minshew. I think Minshew, like, kind of, you know, it's the mullet and the mustache and it's hiding, like, a pretty decent quarterback, mm-hmm. you know? And – Again, Jay Gruden is a professional offensive coordinator. I just, you know, I I, I I like the Jags in this game with the three for sure. And I just think that they're going to sneak around and be, you know, in the hunt, especially in that pretty terrible division.
1: Yeah, I believe it was on the NFL show, but I predicted that the Jaguars will be three and one after four games. Wow.
0: Yeah. I mean, they should be three and oh, so you might just be predicting a, you might have you might have undersold them.
1: Uh, well, I definitely didn't undersell them because they can't be more than three and one at this point given given this weekend's loss. But yeah, they're they're a surprisingly oh, okay. yeah. good team. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> For whoops, yes. Yeah. Yeah, look great. these these things happen. It was it was a yeah. much closer game than I think a lot it of people. It felt like they won. Yeah. It was tight, man. It was tight when it shouldn't have been. But you're right, like Minshew just gets it. The team just kind of rallies around him. It's uh, not what that front office thought they were getting into this season in the uh, tank for Trevor or lose for Lawrence, whatever you prefer era of Jacksonville Jaguars football.
0: For sure. I mean, hey, if they win this week, they might be literally out of the Lawrence sweepstakes. Just think about that.
1: Yeah, the Jets and the and these, these Dolphins right here are going to be absolutely terrible.
0: Yeah, for sure. Although I don't think the Dolphins would draft him. But yeah, that, I, yeah, for sure.
1: That's probably true. I mean that would that would be an ideal situation for Miami though if they do land that number 1 spot because you're going to be able to get a bounty for this number 1 pick.
0: Absolutely. Or maybe a bounty for Tua, one or the other for sure.
1: That that's also that's also interesting. I wonder what would you do? Would you would you take the lesser package for Tua or would you take a gigantic package for the number 1 pick?
0: Well, I'm always in the business of gigantic packages, but I think that uh I mean, it's it's tough. It depends how how, how much people are willing to offer. Because the thing is, like, you could easily, if you're the Dolphins, just drop from one to two or one to three and get, like, multiple firsts for Lawrence, where you would never have that opportunity pretty much at any other draft. Right. Um, and, you know, if you trade Tua, we know it's like driving the car off a lot, much like with Rosen. I mean, if you are obviously not quite the same, but, like, yeah, like, it, say Tua, I mean, Tua is going to play this year, but say if somehow he just doesn't play at all, I doubt you could get more than a late first for him next year. And so, like, if you're comparing those two things, I'd probably rather just drop a spot, keep Tua, and, um, and you know, just see what you get. Although Lawrence is going to be, we all know how good he's going to be. So it seems like a win-win, you're right.
1: Yeah, he's like Doug Peterson level as a prospect coming out of Clemson. That guy is (laughs) a good football player. That's right. Uh, Let's talk about the Chicago Bears heading to Atlanta to take on, oh, God, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, All right. Well, first of all, Bavada has the Falcons minus four. Let's talk about that. Then we'll talk about the nonsense that occurred with this team last week.
0: Oh, I'm sure it it bothered you more than most uh, as a Cowboys leader. But, uh, yeah, I mean— I, this can go one of two ways in my mind. The bears are a fraudulent too. And I think everyone knows that including bears fans, but I like they, the, the Falcons could either take that and, you know, use what they were, which was better than the Cowboys for 58 minutes of that game or whatever, 54 minutes that game, or, you know, or they'll just, their season will collapse on itself and, you know, we'll have a firing here in two weeks. So I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of lean that they're they're way better than the Bears and that they'll come back and and look good at home. But you know, no fans and I don't know they could easily collapse too. I'll, I will lean towards the Falcons though in on this one.
1: Okay, couple things about the Falcons. One, Calvin Ridley has quietly become a superstar wide receiver and nobody's talking mm-hmm. about it. Two. What the hell happened <laughs> I have never seen Anything like this in my life Watching football and I've watched a lot of Browns Games like this yeah. is the weirdest <laughs> Thing I've ever seen in my life I cannot understand What was going through the minds Of those Atlanta Falcons players As a ball slowly Dribbles in front of them and Collectively they think no I don't think we're Going to touch that let's see what happens
0: uh, Yeah it's like it's not on like a bunch down the line, you know. It's like you hope you're just hoping that it's just gonna die there, and I guess it's the opposite of a bunt if you're fielding it. But yeah, it's it's. I, I mean, I understand it because it did look like it died, but then the way that it spun was crazy. Like, and it wasn't like it was bouncing around and you'd be no. afraid that if you touch it, it's gonna you know fly up. I mean, it's just basically dead there almost. Um, Just an incredible kick by Zerline, by the way. But yeah, it's I don't know I like. I don't know how you play in that game and then play next week. Like that's just so hard either. Again, (laughs) either you're going to take that and bottle it up and win, you know, right. reel off three or four straight wins or, you know, take that and and feel like you're never going to win again.
1: I'll tell you what, if I'm Dan Quinn, my special teams coach is walking home. There's no other way about it. He does not have access to <laughs> the facility. How is Dan
0: Quinn the coach after that? Though no, I'm that's, sorry,
1: that's also true. But I don't. It's not on. Look, Dan Quinn should have been fired before. I'm, I don't. I don't disagree with that. But it's not on him to teach his special teams players that you can pick the ball up. It's. It's just like slowly. But it slowly... is Dan
0: Quinn's defense that gave no, up all those true. points that allowed the, the hemorrhage to come back, and it's just. I know, I hear you, but that's just like, uh, and you know, Arthur Blank obviously loves it. I think the team actually does really like him, which has got to be part of this. But man, it's just... uh, Fall on the
1: goddamn football and the game.
0: Yeah, yep, exactly.
1: Couldn't have said it better. All they had to do, just fall on the ball. Like you said, wasn't this crazy bounce? It was just slowly dribbling in front of them. Three, four different guys could have just fallen on it, cradled it, and they go home with the win. Yeah, so ridiculous.
0: Just a bizarre, such a bizarre series of events for them.
1: Oh, I was not ready for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you had to be thinking like, all right, the Cowboys are going to be 0 like, 2, Cowboys 0 2,
1: Giants 0 and 2, Redskins are going to be 1 and 1, not worried about the Redskins. Oh, sorry, the Washington football team. Um yeah, didn't break yeah. that way, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll see cuz uh, our our season in Philadelphia could break this weekend when when uh, with this game against Cincinnati. A loss against Cincy this weekend is uh, not going to be positive for the direction of this football <laughs> squad. But I would agree. Well, let's talk about that right now. It's our next game up. The Cincinnati Bengals head to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Pavada has the Eagles minus six.
0: Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, <laughs> I'm going to defer a little bit to you, obviously, on what you, you're seeing out of these Eagles because I haven't seen a lot to be, like, real excited about, but obviously the Bengals don't have Aaron Donald in the middle to wreck that line. And, and I mean, I, I just, what's up with Lance? Like, obviously some of the mechanics are just totally off. And it, it just, it feels, obviously Miles Sanders comes back, and that's that's a good sign, obviously, for them. But um, I, I'll, I'm going to defer to you on this. I honestly don't have a, a feel for this. I kind of want to lean towards the Bengals covering that number.
1: I also want to lean towards the Bengals covering that number. The thing about Wentz to me, and I was saying this to a couple of my buddies during the game, he there's just too much hero ball. There's mm-hmm. too much, there's too totally. much holding the ball. There's too much trying to trust your arm and, you know, fit balls into windows where they aren't there, as was evidenced by that that interception in the end zone when they were marching down the field taking what the defense yeah. was giving them. You know, picking sure. up, picking up eight, picking up 11, whatever. And then you have to go and try and hit J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, because only good things happen when you get J.J. Ortega-Whiteside <laughs> the ball. Ridiculous. Just I, ridiculous. I, oh, God, I'm so mad. Yeah,
0: I get it. I totally do. Um, you know what? I'm not I, even you know,
1: mad. I'm just disappointed.
0: <laughs> I, You know, you watch him, and it does feel a little bit like what I had seen in that game is he doesn't take what the scheme gives him. You know, mm. and I think that you know, as a, as a Packer fan, I've seen that with Rodgers at times too. But obviously, Rodgers' arm is is it's you know it it it's special. So you watch him make plays, and it overrides some of the stuff that he does. And I think that Wentz at times does that too. I mean, he has all the ability. Everyone knows that he's got the size. Like if he just stays healthy, he should be he should be good. But like there's you're right. Like it's almost like he'll take what the defense gives him and what the steam gives him up to a certain point, and then it's like all right. I just got to do this. And maybe he's conditioned because of, you know, the injuries that he's had all around him over the last few years. But, you know, someone's got to shake that out of him because I, I do think that it's it's really hurting the team right now.
1: Also a perplexing game plan because they go from taking probably too many shots down the field week one to not taking any at all week two.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. I agree. I, I wonder if, like, the longer... That Rager is there, the more they'll try to drive the ball down the field with him. But you've got these two tight ends. You've got Sanders, who's as good of a pass catching running back as we, you know, we have right now that's healthy. And so, I, I mean, I I don't know. I, you know them better than me, but that's I think it's scary and it's interesting because you've got a Bengals team coming to town that I think has a little bit. I know they obviously get beat pretty handily by the Browns, but I think that they've yeah. got quite a bit of swagger right now with Burrow, and uh, I think they're a very dangerous team walking into Philly.
1: Yeah, Burrow's impressive. He's been he's looked well beyond his uh, his age. The first couple of games, for sure. Uh, it's going to be yeah. interesting to see what happens with this team. There, the Eagles are in absolute cap hell moving forward this season, uh, moving forward into the next season with the the salary cap dropping. I was playing around on over the cap, and you know, I had I had to trade Fletcher Cox, Zach Ertz, Deshaun Jackson, and Alshon, and you're probably gonna ha- you're gonna have to give up a pick along with Alshon. Yeah. And that gets you close to being under the cap next year, but not still not quite there. the The team's going to look very, very, very different next year, and uh, you yeah. know. But that, how does that
0: work? Do you just cut people? Like you how can't cut it... them.
1: It has to be trades.
0: Ah oh, man, I mean they're man, they're beyond
1: so weird. screwed with the cap right now.
0: I just I I mean the way that they and the Saints operated this offseason and the Rams have for the last few years it. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. It's almost like there isn't a cap, you know. Like, like they're waiting for some other caveat to come into play where they're okay.
1: Well, Howie's move has always been let's push money onto future years, and that works all right until the cap drops thirty-five million dollars because of a global pandemic. <laughs>
0: yeah, that I mean, but every so everyone's going to be in that spot. I no, able to no, they're not.
1: Make, they're not. They're you not know? in that. I looked at it. Really, the. The Eagles and the Saints stand out above everyone else in terms of their cap problems next on, mm. this uh, next offseason. and yeah. the Saints just paid a running ready? back seventeen million dollars.
0: Yeah, and you know who's actually in like a pretty great cap position. Obviously, we know the Colts are, but the Patriots, the Patriots and Ravens for sure are just like chilling, waiting to take those deals on. And you know that the Eagles aren't aren't going to want to do that. Certainly not in the NFC, but luckily those teams are in the AFC. That's it's going to be. Fascinating to see if the cap does truly drop that much.
1: Well it's gonna it's gonna have to. Alright, I'm looking at it right now. The Jaguars with the hundred and seventy six million dollar cap, uh, which is the cap floor for next year, are eighty four million, they're the most under, followed by the Colts, Jets, Patriots, uh football mm-hmm. team and Ravens. Mm-hmm. On the other end of that spectrum. Damn.
0: How are the Ravens oh, I guess they're gonna pay
1: they're gonna have to pay a lot of people, yeah. Uh, the the Saints are currently in the worst position. They are seventy nine million dollars over the projected cap right now, <laughs> and that does not get well, better if Drew Brees retires. By the way, it actually I believe it actually gets worse uh, from what wow. I've seen. I'm not sure, but uh, I like an escalator I, or something something like that. The Eagles are fifteen million dollars better, but still absolutely screwed at sixty four million dollars under. <gasps> Uh, followed by then, then we get to like the Falcons at 24, the the Steelers at 15. These these are just normal numbers, mm-hmm. and um, but I'll tell you what, yeah, the Colts, the the, the Patriots, depending on what they do at quarterback, because if they re-sign Cam, that's going to take a big chunk out of that. If he has to continues to have a strong season, but the the Colts are the team that really stands out to me. Like they're going to be able to make out like gangbusters. Because a lot of the all these teams are gonna to have to cut people to get under yeah. their numbers. So
0: And <sighs> the Colts don't have a big quarterback to re sign or sign and nope. you know they're gonna be in a spot where yeah, and they're so good and young and like they've got great coaching and you know that link between the Colts and Eagles stands out to me as if the Eagles are in a position where they have to trade, it would make a lot of sense that they'd go that direction.
1: Oh yeah, Zach Ertz or Fletcher Cox. I would I would say that if they're not Eagles next year, the the smart money would be on them being Colts. Ooh,
0: you put Balter with Cox. Good lord.
1: Yeah, or or you know, anybody throwing to Zach Ertz. That's. Uh...
0: Mm-mm. It all works out. (laughs) It's not happening in Philly, but yeah.
1: Oh, my God. It doesn't make sense having a a lot of time to talk about that. Let's move on to our next game. The Houston Texans head to Pittsburgh to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Bovada has the Steelers minus 3.5. Yeah,
0: I mean, this is like put-up-or-shut-up time here for the roadies. (laughs) And so I, I... But the Steelers team is pretty good. I lean towards the Texans being able to come in and do something here, just because like I cannot fathom Watson going to 0 and 3, but or I guess he may have done that once. But I I do think that they'll they'll find a way to at least cover those points. But hey, this this Steelers team is pretty damn good. Like they've got weapons on weapons. Deontay Johnson looks like a bona fide breakout candidate this year. And um, yeah, I mean. I know Roethlisberger literally just cannot throw the ball more than 20 yards down the field at this point, really. But, right. uh, I, I mean, it it almost doesn't matter because of all the different pieces they have. they just put so many talented players around him.
1: Yeah, I don't know that there's a team in football better at turning mid-round wide receivers into superstars than the Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: I mean, just time after time. And, like, I mean, they do such a good job of not spending premium picks on those. It's not just receivers either it's running backs too they do a great job with that yep
1: and they know when to move on from those players as well and that that's one of the most important things in football is not not being sentimental about what a guy has done for you and focusing on what the guy can do for you moving forward
0: well they're going to be in a great a great spot to have to make that call with juju smith schuster this year i believe so yeah i mean like you said they're pretty they're not on the the bad side of that cap ledger, if I'm not mistaken, the way you were listing them out. And so, you know, if they're able to keep them, that's a great spot for them.
1: Pittsburgh is where are the Steelers? Huh? That's interesting. Where? Oh, the Steelers actually are, they're $15 million over right now.
0: Oh, are they? So yeah. if it's Patrick, I can't remember if they re-signed him right after trading him, trading for him. But um, they obviously have T.J. Watt locked down. And uh, yeah, well, Roethlisberger will come off at some point here in the near, we assume in the near future.
1: 2021 uh, numbers. Uh, the cap number, Ben, is at 41 million next year. That's His cap, <laughs> his cap, mil, oh, cap number, well worth it. Uh, St- <laughs> Stephon De DeCastro, Joe Hayden, Cam Hayward, Pouncy mm. and Steven Nelson, all around fourteen million. Ooh, that's a lot. Uh, that's Minka, a lot. A... Minka is at two million. I'm actually not sh- sure. Uh, so they didn't. Re-sign they did. Him? They did not resign Minka as. Uh, according to over the cap.
0: Uh, okay, I feel like that's that's coming though. Then, oh
1: yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. yeah. You're not letting that guy go. You give up a first round pick for him.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, that was a lot, and uh, he's been worth it, for sure.
1: Oh, he's absolutely been worth it. Let's talk about last night's big winners, the Las Vegas Raiders, heading to New England to take on one of this weekend's big losers in the New England Patriots. Bovada has the Patriots, minus six.
0: Ooh, wow, that's a number. Um, yeah, I mean, what did you take away? I'm interested to get your perspective on Monday night, because I haven't really talked to anyone about it, but I, it felt to me like... Man, Breeze looked he Cooked. looked tired. He, yeah. looked, he looked done. But we've seen that in the past out of him and Brady. And, you know, they always, like, come back to life. And I'm sure he'll light up the Packers for six touchdowns on Sunday night. But I think that that's, you know, watching the contrast between those two teams was pretty stark. I mean, mm-hmm. Carr, you know, Carr's not exactly the player to drive the ball down the field, but he did look sharper for sure. And, you know, again, we, you know, coming into this season you're thinking about all right who are the what are the locker rooms who are the coaches that are going to hold their players sort of you know in in a certain regard to make sure that they don't do the dumb stuff that could derail a season and I felt like Gruden was one of those guys that wouldn't let that happen yeah and such an experienced coach where like you know the preseason doesn't add anything for him and so yeah I mean I I I think it's fascinating I, for the record. I like this. I love the Patriots in this game, but I think that that's, that Raiders team is uh, is definitely playing that spoiler role this year and is going to be a team, unlike last year, that I think is, is definitely more dangerous all around this year.
1: And Darren Waller looks to have taken a real step.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, like this Saints team is really built, I mean, obviously it's Breeze and Thomas and Kamara, but like. Their defense is supposed to be really good. And, like, to, to see yeah. Darren Wall... I mean, it's, it is supposed to be good. You've got Lattimore, you've got, you know, Cameron... Oh, Ford. no,
1: supposed to be good for sure. Just, I don't know that it is good.
0: Oh, I mean, after last night, I don't know how you can say it is at all. So, yeah. yeah I mean, it's been... Hasn't been an impressive two weeks for them.
1: Breeze averaging 236 yards passing a game. The big issue here, obviously, this is because of the Michael Thomas injury, but... Kamara is the leading rusher and receiver, and that's just not going to keep him healthy.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely not. And you just re-signed him to a big deal. Latavius Murray looks way worse than he has in the past. And, you know, he yeah. hasn't looked great often in the past. So, yeah, I mean, it's they're going to have to figure something out. Obviously, Sean Payton is one of the best coaches in the league, but the way it looked last night, it was weird. It was eerie almost to see see them operating the way they were operating.
1: Agreed. The Los Angeles Rams, with quarterback Jared Goff, who is one of only two players in the National Football League to not have made a turnover-worthy throw yet this season, Mm. head to Buffalo to take on Josh Allen and those Buffalo Bills. Bavada has the Bills minus two, but before we get to that, who is the other player?
0: I believe he plays quarterback for my favorite team. I could be wrong about that,
1: but I believe the uh, Kansas city chiefs. That is Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. No, it is. It is in fact Rogers Rogers and Goff, The only players have who have not made turnover worthy throws yet,
0: man. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we can get to the Packers eventually, but they, uh, yeah. he looks, he looks like he's, he's definitely, uh, motivated. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> but yeah, I have no idea why. <laughs> yeah. No clue. Um, Jared Goff, I like. We talked about these Rams. I could not, for the you know life of me, understand why they were being so underplayed, both in Vegas and just like in general. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, this team looks really, really sharp in every single way. I mean, I'm sure you could speak to it. I haven't watched the Eagles just play them, yeah. but they're good, man. They're talented, as hell. they're like Ramsey, second year in this defense. Donald healthy, like they've just they've done a great job of adding around. I mean, I think that. The biggest difference is Sean McVeigh kind of like working with that offensive line. That was the big reason for Goff's failures, I thought last year. And you know, yes, they trade, they lose Todd, lose quote unquote Todd Gurley, but they're more than capable of making do with those three running backs as they've shown in these two weeks. So, I, I mean, I think that they can go into Buffalo and win absolutely, especially after watching what the Bills gave up to Miami last weekend uh, defensively.
1: Bills are interesting offensively, though, and if, yes, if this are. season so far has taught us anything, it's don't trade superstar wide receivers. It's not going to work out well for you. <laughs> Stefan <laughs> oh, Diggs with more yards receiving than the entire Minnesota Vikings team. This oh year, this weekend.
0: my God, that's a great stat. Yeah, I mean, I I always find it difficult to imagine like dropping a new receiver into an existing offense and just having it work out, especially if the quarterback's young and, you know, the system is sort of new, but both the bills and Cardinals are showing that that is certainly possible to do. And, and, uh, -hmm. you know, digs, I've always been kind of iffy on digs and he's always injury prone. And I, I would be honestly surprised if he doesn't get hurt again at some point this season, especially playing in the cold in Buffalo for half the games. But I do think that that's man. He, the way he's playing right now, um, he gives them another dimension that they just didn't have, uh, in terms of like an intermediate threat. And, um, Josh Allen looks like an MVP candidate.
1: Mm. And I always love to go back to this because Antonio Brown decided he would not play for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. He, could have been the, he could have been the guy putting up big numbers in this offense, but he Absolutely. decided he didn't want to do it. They weren't mm-hmm. good enough.
0: Could this be a Super Bowl preview? I mean, it's like a hipster Super Bowl preview, but it could happen. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, I'm going to say no Probably to that not. one just yet. Not on the AFC yeah, side for sure. No, I'm going to say no to that one just yet. Buffalo is Buffalo is really interesting, but I think give them one more off season to, to fix a couple of holes and they're going to be real challengers next year, but I, I don't think they're there. That. I don't think they're there quite yet.
0: They're both in um, playoff teams
1: in my mind though, for sure. Probably so. Probably so. The uh, the San Francisco 49ers head to New York to take on the New York Giants, the two teams with the, I guess, who were hardest hit by injuries this past weekend. Mm. Bovada has the Giants plus four and a half at home. Oh,
0: that seems light. Even with the Niners playing, as we said earlier in the week, like, without, what, eight of their top ten players, arguably?
1: Something week. like that. I yeah. mean,
0: honestly, like, name a top ten player on their team, he's probably hurt or out, so it's i mean it's a testament to Kyle Shanahan that he's that they are I'm working at. on it I and I can't honestly think about it. Oh the, the
1: linebacker Fred Werner.
0: Sure. Fred Werner Fred Werner is a yes top 10. I think that is likely to be back so if he is that's that's a, obviously a top 10 player for that. Trent Williams. Okay, Trent
1: Williams, yeah. Can't uh, stop naming top 10 players around. <laughs> the- I mean that is
0: how if you take out seven or eight of the top 10 players on literally any other team in football. Yeah you're I mean, uh, that's
1: that that's week one for the philadelphia eagles that's i watched <laughs> that already
0: that's fair um yeah that's fair but it's <laughs> man the the niners are just they're battered and i still expect them to go into the giants or stay in new york and and pull this one out although i again i've seen i've been impressed with daniel jones from what i've seen mm-hmm. given what's around him but i i don't know I mean, how long can you keep caveating that until, you know, he's just dead on the field or, you know, or like he just runs out of time?
1: At the same time, Nick Mullins was a fun story when he took over for Garoppolo a couple of seasons yeah. ago for a couple of games, but that really did not hold up.
0: <laughs> it didn't hold up last week. We'll see We'll see if he's able to put it together this week. But uh, yeah, not good. Sterling Shepard, by the way, also hurt, right, for the Giants likely to miss this game.
1: I believe so? Yes. It's Gross. Uh, it's just a, a it's a war of attrition in the NFL at this point. The mm-hmm. uh, the healthier team wins in a lot of these cases. It's true. The uh, the Tennessee Titans head to Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Vikings, coming off a let's call a disappointing week. Oh. Vikings plus two and a half.
0: Wow, and I I like the Titans. I look the, the Vikings through two weeks. You have to say are the most disappointing team in football, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like. You know, that I, they could have easily been 0-2, but at least, you know, looked okay. They, like you said, Savant Diggs out gaining the entire receiving core for the, for the Vikings is wild. Kirk Cousins looks like he is going to be a free agent. And, I mean, <laughs> they just look, they're a sneaky tank team, I think, absolutely. Like, they're they're probably just a little too good defensively. And Mike Zimmer just cares a little too much to go down that road, but... They really should be in that trying to do that because they they're not going to make the playoffs. Like it's just not going to happen. I don't think.
1: It's uh, you know it's funny because that would not have been my guess coming into this, and then they they go and they they add a big time defensive end, although they lose Daniel Hunter. So, mm-hmm.
0: Don't be man, too good I, though when when Daniel Hunter's back to not win like four or five six games.
1: I think so too. So. Jamar Chase is a, a potential guy we'd be looking Bring at. Bring him
0: back. Relink the LSU receivers.
1: Yeah, it could work out. Plus the That's not a bad could, core. Could work. Ooh. The San Francisco 49ers are uh, a team we talked about already. <laughs> yeah, indeed. The Washington football team heads to First Energy Stadium in Cleveland, Ohio, to take on the Cleveland Browns. Bavada has the Browns minus seven.
0: Oh, man. It's so funny how, what a difference a week makes based on what yeah. we were talking about with Mayfield last week and, and how good they looked on Thursday. Um, and I, and I don't even need to caveat that with like, oh, but it's just the Bengals. Cause I, I really don't think the Bengals are the team that we saw last year. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're not a bad team. And so, um, you know, like I, <laughs> This is going to be a, a pretty interesting game because now the, the Browns have the opportunity to go to over 500 suddenly, which is just insane to even wrap my head around. But I do think they're the better team. I think that that's probably too many points because, again, I think that this this Washington team is good enough to ugly things up. And, you know, I think that that D-line has a potential to get after Mayfield um, the way that, you know, they were they were gotten after in week one by the Ravens. And so I think that this will be closer. I do expect the Browns to win, though.
1: It just felt like a monkey off of everyone's back when Baker hit Odell for that That's long so touchdown true. this week.
0: That was like, uh, yeah, it was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to make an unfortunate analogy here. But it was like, you know, being constipated and it's just letting all out mm. on that one, which is uh, it's uh, it's appropriate given the receiver. But I think that that was it was a really good moment for them and uh, much needed for Mayfield for sure.
1: Also, that run game has the chance to keep the Browns in any football game. My God, I don't. Mm. This is one of the better cores we have ever seen with legitimately two guys who are probably top. I don't know. Nick Chubb's a top five running back, Kareem Hunt's probably a top 10 running back. Yeah, two top two top tenish running backs on the young on the same team
0: and locked up for a few years and, and locked up. Yeah, I mean, and they do they both do so many different things for you. That's the great thing. I mean, Chubb is obviously more the runner, but they they just and they're both so hard to bring down. Like th- that is the way that Kevin Stefanski wants to run this team. You can just tell, and you know, and then they're just so talented on the outside that like they can almost back into a bunch of wins as long as Baker Mayfield isn't like feeling the gifts, you know? And I think that that's a team as rugged defensively in the front as the, as Washington is, can give Mayfield problems, I think, but because their corners are are pretty woeful and because they have those two receivers, I I do. I think that this is going to be a good game for, for the Browns. And, you know, if they get hot, you know, that they're going to, the cockiness, factor is certainly there where they could they could start reeling off wins
1: well that's the thing when when you know Stefanski's a smart guy and he knows that when you take a couple of shots deep early in the game and you make the safety stay you know stay back to to deal with that you can't stop the run game like you're you're basically forcing defenses to pick run or pass and you exploit the other
0: Absolutely. And I mean, it, they're, they're basically completely in the form of what the Vikings wanted to be. And the other, you know, the other thing is just like their defensive, their offensive line played so much better last week than mm-hmm. they did the week before from what I had seen. And like I, I, this Bengals front is not bad. Like DJ reader's a really good run defender and the way that they gash them with those two guys is, you know, it just, it portends good things and Jack Conklin's such an important addition To what this team missed last week? Oh, really? Jack Conklin didn't play. Wow. Chris Hubbard
1: got the start with Conklin dealing with an a a lower body injury, Um, ankle or knee, I forget which one. Mm. But the the real yeah, he should be back. the The real guy who has emerged on this offensive line again, if you pay attention to PFF, is Wyatt Teller. Mm. Wyatt Teller has been one of the best offensive guards in the NFL over the first two weeks per PFF, and has been absolutely dominant in the run game. So something to watch. Uh, We'll see if it actually holds up. Yes. uh, Let's move on. The Carolina Panthers head to L.A. to take on the Los Angeles Chargers. Bavada has the Chargers minus six and a half.
0: Yeah, the McCaffrey-less Panthers. I I mean, if Tyron Taylor is starting this game, I still like the Panthers, (laughs) even if McCaffrey's out. I I just like. I I don't – I didn't – see a lot from him in week one that gives me reason to believe they can cover a touchdown spread against a team that's, you know, like, this Chargers defense is good, but I think that that even that Joe Brady offense is still going to be able to, to move the ball around, and I have been so impressed with Teddy Bridgewater this year. I just, I can't even tell you, like, of all the quarterbacks I've seen, maybe other than Herbert, he's been the most, you know, impressive com- relative to what I expected, and so, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, so, so, just happy for him, honestly, because like three years ago, this guy was left for dead, and so I think that it's, yeah, it's, it's cool for him. Um, I don't think they're gonna win a lot of games, unfortunately, but I do think they can go into L.A. and cover this.
1: Our biggest line of the week: the New York Football Jets head to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Bovada has the Colts minus 11.
0: Oof. For good reason. I mean, we've seen Phil Rivers choke away plenty of games he should have won. They should have won week one this year um, as well. But I do think that that team is just way too good uh, to lose to this Jets team, which is on another level of bad. In my mind, there is no one close to the Jets.
1: What happens with Darnold? Because... I don't, I don't know that Darnold has gotten a fair shake mm-hmm. in New York because mm-hmm. you you just put no weapons around him and Le'Veon Bell is, I mean, garbage at this point. And out. Do they have to? Right? Do they have to move on from Darnold and like, what? What is his future?
0: Oh, I think they will have to because I think they'll be in the spot to take Lawrence, and so and even if they're not, they're going to land amongst the Fields or you know or Lance situation, and so. Yeah, I mean, I think you almost have to. And and I, it's someone else's game. Like, imagine the Patriots getting Sam Darnold and just, like, what they mm-hmm. could do with him. I, although, obviously, Cam looks great. But I just, yeah, like, there's, there's going to be a chance for Sam Darnold in this league. But as we talked about last offseason, like, this game of musical chairs, there are a lot of starting quarterbacks right now that are young. And, you know, mm-hmm. like, we talked about Drew Locke and, you know, who – I don't know what spots there are where there are going to be openings. Um, Even as era parents. I mean, Jameis Winston's waiting in the wings for for Breeze. Maybe that's where Darnold lands next year or something
1: like that. So is Taysom Hill, though.
0: That's right. The the 34-year-old wonder kid. But, yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Three top prospects this year, plus whoever steps up. I'm I'm not exactly bullish about this quarterback class past three. Uh, Brock Purdy... Uh, Tanner Morgan, guys like that, um, not excited about that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Some somebody if somebody emerges every year. I
0: mean this time last year, Joe Burrow wasn't on anyone's radar. I know that's that's an exception generally, but uh, yeah. I mean, either way, there's still three guys that we can all. We, I'm sure everyone paying attention to the draft sees as top seven, eight picks, and so like yeah, Darnold, <laughs> Darnold. Like, I I don't think there's going to be a starting spot for him anywhere in the NFL next year.
1: That'll be a fun one to keep an eye on the mm-hmm. uh, the Dallas Cowboys, who are in an interesting quarterback position uh, in their own right, with Dak not having signed sure yet. Too. Head to Seattle yeah. to take on the Seattle Seahawks. I think Russell Wilson's probably uh, his spot is secure in Seattle for another <laughs> couple of seasons. So Bavada, out, yeah. yeah, Bavada <laughs> has the Se- Seahawks minus five.
0: Oh man, the Seahawks are they are their offense. If they're really going to start passing like this, it is going to be. Something to behold because DK Metcalf looks like he's taking a massive step. Oh my I mean, God. Yeah. the way he, you know, oh man, I just it can't shake why he fell that far. I know that he didn't have the good agility drills, but he, like the way he stops and his physicality, he look. You know, we talked earlier this week about Michael Irvin. That is that guy. You know, like the big, true number one type. And yeah. um, and with Russell Wilson delivering the ball, there's just no better situation. So. But, you know, and then you've got the Cowboys who totally backed into a win, obviously, against the Ugh. idiot Falcons. And so you, I think this is this is a good spot for the Seahawks, um, although with the injuries we talked about, too, on defense, it's going to be tough for them to hang in the NFC race, I think. But Wilson has just been that good, and he, I think he will continue to be. So tough to imagine them, you know, falling in this game.
1: Agreed. The Detroit Lions. Head to Arizona to take on the Arizona Cardinals. Bavada has the Cardinals minus six.
0: Yeah, I mean, you and many others were very bullish on this this uh, Cardinals team, and they're showing why. Um, they they look amazing. Kenny Galladay should be back. I like the. I do like the Lions to cover this. Um, I think that they're going to be a lot different offensively when they add Galladay. But um, you know, at the same time, like zero oh to you know. They, uh, does Matt Patricia make it to midseason? Is I think a, a <laughs> question that's on many minds in Michigan.
1: Yeah, he uh, shouldn't be there right now. So I don't. To, <laughs> I don't have any problem. Who's who's your who's your pick? Is is Gase have to be the runaway pick for a first coach fired? Oh yeah. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, he should. I'm dude. If if the Falcons tank it this week, Quinn has to be on that list too. After the way that they choked last week, but yeah, Gase uh, is easily yeah. the worst coach in football.
1: I, that's fair if uh in all, potentially in all of football at any level it's if the <laughs> if the Falcons do drop this game to the Bears and and Mitchie Mitch goes three and0 I guess that is mm-hmm. reason enough to fire a head coach
0: I think so I certainly would I he would not have left Dallas with a job as my coach and that's it's not a reaction or reaction to one game it's just the compounding of, what, four years of just, like, not yeah. quite being good enough.
1: Agreed. The, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers head to Denver to take on the Denver Broncos. Bavada has the Broncos, plus six at home.
0: Oh, boy. Jeff Driscoll. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a game that the Buccaneers should win by multiple touchdowns. Chris Godwin's back. I fully, fully expect them to do that, so need, no need to talk too much about this, except for the fact that not been impressed with Tom Brady yet, so we'll see. We'll, you know, you got to give him a couple games probably in a new offense. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I would be concerned if I was a Tampa fan.
1: Your Green Bay Packers head to New Orleans to take on the New Orleans Saints on Sunday night. Bovada has the Saints minus three at home.
0: Mm. I mean, if Michael Thomas plays, I guess I understand the line, but I don't. I I don't want to overreact to what I saw. We we talked about the Raiders game and the saints did not look good. Drew Brees looked horrible. And so Mm -hmm. if that Drew Brees comes to Sunday night, the Packers are winning this game by maybe multiple touchdowns. Um, If not, I think it's going to be close and maybe the saints pull it out and, and are deserved three point favorites, but it's a good, it's going to be a really interesting game. The way the Packers have looked so far, you know, it's hard to know how good the Vikings are. Um, or how good the Lions are? I think we know the Lions are pretty crappy, but like, if 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 the Packers are putting up forty points a week, I think that uh, they're they're going to be in a good spot here.
1: And finally, game of the weekend: Kansas City heads to Baltimore on Monday night, take on the Baltimore Ravens. Bovada has the Ravens minus three at home.
0: I'm just going to say this: like, if you're listening to us talking about this, you have to watch this game because it's oh, yeah. like. It's just it's the game of the year. This is like why this is when you're in the middle of the throes of COVID. Like you know, <laughs> this is the kind of thing you're just you're just drooling over to get a Monday night game with these two dudes playing at their absolute peak. I mean, maybe not Mahomes at his peak, but you know they're all healthy. They seem like it's going to be good. Everyone's going to be good to go. And I'm just I'm just so hyped. Like this is gonna this is the peak of the NFL right now, and so so excited. I think that. The way the Ravens defense is playing right now, I gotta take the Ravens. I think that they look like the best team in the league right at this exact second. But, um, you know, the, there's the very much, there's the possibility that the Chiefs were looking faster Chargers to this game and you couldn't blame them because this is going to be so exciting. It feels like, do you remember? I think it was where they had to move the game to Mexico because of the fires and mm-hmm. it was, uh, or no, they moved it away from Mexico because of the, Fires. It was uh, Rams, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rams, Chiefs, right, and that that was just so so exciting. And I think that that's we're looking at another kind of game like that where I'm expecting the score in the 30s, you know, a total in the you know the 60s.
1: I forget who tweeted this. I, I think it might have been Kay Adams. I'm not sure, but somebody tweeted out that Patrick Mahomes is now six and zero lifetime when he is down ten points at one. Oh my god! Like, like how does that how does that even happen? <laughs>
0: He's, I mean, he's just on another level, but it, like, and we, you know, I think we both share the concern for Lamar Jackson's health, but if they're both on the field and healthy Jackson's pretty close to Mahomes. I, I have to say that yeah. I do think that he's, he's right there. It's just, you can neutralize him by getting at him um, because of the way that offense is, but man, it's just, it's going to be so cool. I, I'm so excited for this game.
1: I'm trying to find. Yeah, I'm trying to find six and zero.
0: Good lord! Something
1: it's something like that. Um, the problem is, Kay Adams tweets a lot, <laughs> and that's that's not helping me. But yeah, the the stats are just over. Okay, sorry. Over the last two seasons, the Chiefs are six and zero when they fall behind by ten points or more with Mahomes at quarterback. Uh, like how? Is like how do you how do you win do against you win? them? Uh, I yeah. <laughs> Well, you
0: got to get out to an early deficit is the key. Yeah. <laughs> Our goal was to start slow today, and uh, <laughs> you know, like, what are you going to do? You got that guy. I just honestly don't know what you do, and uh, you know, but the the one team that can hang with them scoring wise, I think, is is the team playing them. So it should be interesting.
1: Yeah, see, I like the idea that like team is up now. Like, even There's like the Ravens. Healing. The Ravens are aware of this. Like, they score a touchdown, they're up nine, and they intentionally miss the extra point.
0: <laughs> no, the keys to be losing. I wonder what their record is then. They're probably, like, 20-3 and three or whatever over the last <laughs> the season. So that's, your win percentage goes up by infinity.
1: Yeah, that guy's pretty good. Uh, I think he also has his spot locked up for a little while, but, hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. So this is going to be incredibly fun. Can't wait for Monday nights. And I uh, can't wait for everybody who listens to this show to tell us how rich they got by following On She's Picks this week. Oh, God. Until, <laughs> until next week. I've been Chris Hordell. He's been On Shekana. We thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.